Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by Aaron Lillis, the district uh, district manager for Cura Leaf. Uh, thanks for joining me, Aaron. Absolutely, I'm so excited to be here. How many states is Cura Leaf in? Uh, we're currently in 21 states. Um, and so I don't know how many of those other ones has exciting cannabis news today, but at least in Maryland, uh, starting, well, I guess it won't go into effect until next year, uh, the full legalization of it goes into effect. Yes, we're super excited. Um, I think, unfortunately, not all five states that had the initiative on their ballot um, passed, but excited to see that Maryland did with a very significant margin. Um, last I had checked over 65% in favor. Yeah, I don't think um, leading into it, there was pretty much no uh, second guessing of whether or not it was going to pass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely saw some polls flashing as high as 70%. So there's been a ton of optimism. Um, Missouri also passed uh, with a little bit narrower margin. So it was exciting to see that for them as well. So we should probably step back for a second and just, can you explain to me what Cure Leaf is? Yeah, we are a leading international provider of consumer products and cannabis. Our main mission is to improve lives by improving, by providing clarity around cannabis and confidence in consumption. Um, so we currently operate a hundred and 42 dispensaries in the United States that support that. Does Cureleaf grow also or just operate as a dispensary? We do. So we currently have 26 cultivation sites in our in the 21 states that we operate in. Okay. I uh, I know I don't I don't think the you don't have one in Frederick, right? The just a dispensary. Correct. I yep. know the the um the grow facility in uh frederick and I, I imagine yours are in the other states too like it's crazy the amount of security and everything put in place at those facilities yeah yeah i mean i've toured a number of facilities in the state now and it's i mean that's certainly consistent across the board um and would imagine that will continue as growers continue to ramp up as we prepare to head into adult use in the next few years. So when did uh, Cure Leaf come to be? When, it, when was it founded? So we were founded under the name Paleotech in 2010 and then changed our name to Cure Leaf Incorporated in 2018. Okay. Was that just a rebranding to be more... Uh, just a, a renaming um, in in line with how we were presenting uh, to the public. Okay. Um, just just realigning the name there. So, in uh, I guess, do does Cure Leaf only do medicinal, or are they able to in states where it is fully legal? Are you able to sell to anyone? 
So we do operate both medical and adult use facilities. So states that have already legalized and have adult use programs in place, we do operate adult use locations there with New Jersey being most recently added this year. Are they able to be the same facility or do they have to be separate? So in New Jersey specifically, we operate under the same facility, but medical patients are served separately from adult use patients. Okay. Um, and that looks different in every state. And we'll, we'll wait to hear from the state of Maryland on how that will look here as they're writing the regulations. But um, most states have prioritized in their regulations protecting that experience of the medical patient, um, which I would anticipate we'll see here in Maryland as well. What, what does prioritize mean? Um, our, our medical patients in many states uh, have their own separate line. Um, they're dispensed from a separate supply of product. So they always have protected supply okay. for the medical patient. Um, and it varies across the different states, but uh, there's certainly considerations there for the medical patient um, to ensure just ease of getting in and out of a dispensary. Um, speed of service are all very much top of mind, along okay. with continuing to be able to educate the patient about the medication that they're picking up. So kind of like if 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 one location had only a, a certain amount of supply by regulation, the prioritization of who that would go to would be to medical patients? Right. Or okay. maintaining the right balance there. Uh, depending on the demand in that state. Okay. And if I remember correctly, like Maryland has not done anything to uh, put retail into place yet, correct? It, it, well, I mean, I guess it would make sense that they wouldn't have anything done yet until for, the vote took place. For the adult use market? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, we've seen some loosening of restrictions, some changing of regulations um, as recently as this past, this fall. Um, so we've seen the state extend the, the certification period for medical patients and reduce the cost of the application. So we're seeing those all as positive steps toward uh, some of the new regulations that we'll expect for adult use. Okay, so they they were kind of like lower, lowering the barrier for people exactly. to even get the medical access. Yep, exactly. Um, let's take a real quick sponsor break, and when we get back, let's talk about your newly opened uh, Frederick facility. Awesome, so sounds great. We will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, 
Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So it was it was a few weeks ago, or two two or three weeks ago, that you opened your first location in Frederick, correct? Yes. So we relocated a dispensary from a Gaithersburg location to Frederick. Uh, we opened for a few hours on the 18th, was our first day of business with the 19th being our first full day. Uh, the team was incredibly excited to welcome their first patient, not knowing if we were going to have anybody walk in for that soft open that mm. first day, those last couple of hours. There was a lot of anticipation and buildup. Um, and our first patient who walked through the doors was welcomed by a round of applause from the team. <laughs> so there was a ton of energy that day. It was Ho- hopefully they were to be a part of it. Hopefully they were an outgoing person because if not, that could have been very awkward for them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we read the room, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was just as excited as we were and surprised that he was the first patient. So he just happened to be driving by when we were putting up the now open signs and, okay. and happened to stop in. Are you open for regular hours and days now, or is it still? We the... are. Yep. Okay. So we're, we're open Monday through Saturday from nine to eight and then Sunday from nine to six. And then, so like, obviously as of now, you would need to have, um, a medical card to be able to purchase anything there. Actually, can you, I, I, I don't have a medical card, so I, and I actually don't even know that process. How do you, how does that yeah. work? Yeah. So it's, it's another one of those things that's a little different in every state. And I recently moved to Maryland, uh, when I joined Caroleaf. And so I I had the opportunity to go through the process for myself. It's a relatively easy process. We complete an online application. You pay your application fee to the state. They process your application. And once that's approved, we're seeing that take typically seven to 10 days right now on average. Um, Then you meet with your practitioner for your final certification at the point at which the practitioner uploads that certification, then you're able to start coming into the dispensary to make a purchase. So is there, is there like a specific prescription that the provider gives or you choose what you want when you go to the dispensary? Yeah. So the certifying physician would determine the allotment that a patient is eligible for. Okay. But then as the as the patient, you can come into the dispensary and choose the right medication for you within your allotment. Does um what sort of types of cannabis does Cureleaf carry? So we carry a really wide variety. We've got flower products. We've got vaporizers, edibles. We have concentrates. 
Um, we have RSO capsules. So we have a lot of consumption methods that we offer to patients to, so that they're able to find the right consumption method for them or their preferred consumption method. What is an RSO capsule? So it's a little capsule with Rick Simpson oil in it. Um, it, the effects will just hit differently than other consumption methods. Um, and so some of our patients prefer that over perhaps smoking flour or using a vaporizer pen. Um, it's a little bit more discreet method of okay. consumption. And so some patients prefer it for that reason. Okay. Um, how many, how many locations, other locations are there in Maryland? So in addition to the Frederick location, we have three other locations. We still operate a location in Gaithersburg at Montgomery Village. And then we have a location in Reisterstown and in Columbia. So I recently had on, um, a gentleman who owns a, uh, a CBD seltzer company. They also do some Delta eight, uh, seltzers and he he's also just like a in general an advocate for cannabis and he was telling me about how very much they are against using the word marijuana and that that like because that was used as a way to villainize the cannabis plant uh the is that is that the same thing in the from your standpoint or is that more of like a, just a philosophical thing that he believed in? I think we hear a lot of advocates that feel that way. There's certainly stigmas attached to certain words. Um, and that's something that I think we're all cognizant of. We definitely use cannabis over marijuana more often. Um, but I, there's a hundred different names we've called the plant. Yeah. <laughs> over the, you know, history. I I think just even having the conversations around the stigma around those words is part of continuing to move our whole industry forward. Yeah, it was, before having that conversation with him, it was something I actually had never even thought of that like that uh, how what that that even mattered. And then but then I started to notice that even like on the ballot, there's no mention of marijuana. And if you, right. any marketing you see, it's almost, I, I don't think I've ever seen any kind of marketing that uses marijuana in the branding. I was like, oh, I guess that does make sense that it was purely yeah, just slang. And, it, and then. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the cannabis plant, right? Yeah. So I, I think we want to honor its history, honor, you know, all of the different cultures that have honored the plant over the years. And continue to educate people with science-based facts that break down some of those stigmas associated with some of those slang terms for sure. So once, uh, I think it's what July 1st is when legalization, full legalization, uh, adult legalization goes into effect in Maryland. Um, I guess it's whether or not too that they just have the regulations in place too. Will will Cure Relief also provide um, cannabis to non medical patients at that point, or is that to be determined? Like, there's too many things up in the air to really be able to say. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's our our goal. Absolutely, 
we we don't anticipate that that July 1st, 2023 date will be when we go live with adult use sales. That is not likely to happen until 2024 or 2025. Yeah. Just as it takes some time to establish those regulations and ensure that we have the right social equity programs built in as they're opening up additional licenses, potentially um, to ensure that there's equity as the program continues to expand in the state of Maryland. What do you mean by that? Um, so with the passing of Prop 4, we'll also see uh, some investments in the Cannabis Business Assistance Fund and the Cannabis Public Health Funds. Uh, these funds are, are established to promote equity as the program expands, specifically assisting small and minority-owned minority and women-owned businesses okay. entering the adult ute market um, and, and just ensuring that licenses are fairly distributed as they did when the medical program started. Although, if I remember correctly, when the the medical program first started, there was a huge monetary barrier to entry to receive yeah. one of the licenses. Has that became is that become much more equitable? So i I don't know that I could speak to that. Okay. Um, but I do have a lot of optimism for these funds that are that are in place, um, and. You know, as Kira Leaf, we're always looking to support that and working with um, government relations, working within our communities, um, investing in other small businesses and partnering. Um, that will continue to be important to us as we expand as well. Okay. Uh, let's take one more real quick sponsor break. Um, and when we get back, we'll talk. A little bit more about Cure Leaf, and then we can answer some my normal stupid questions that I ask. So we will be right back. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today. Best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, if um, the Maryland legislature follows any other kind of uh, regulation things kind of like this, it will be a long time before they have in place uh, how licensing and thing and businesses will be operate will be able to operate because yeah. anything time they've changed uh like liquor licensing or anything to do with alcohol it took forever for them to yeah. decide how they were going to allow it yes i i get the feeling that we're a little bit more organized than some of the other states okay the communication i think has been a little clearer but i mean time will tell 
in the, in the, it's quite possible they already have an idea of the framework because there definitely has been a fairly long road to get to here with the the steps of first decriminalizing then we've had medicinal for a while and it was only a matter yeah. of, I, th I think everyone agreed it was only a matter of time for full adult legalization so maybe yeah, maybe they definitely. won't take quite as long as other things because it's not like it was a a blindsided thing that happened right i mean it's really been since 2010 that we've been pushing or there have been people introducing initiatives that have been that have failed um so i it's definitely been a long time coming so are there um are there any plans to expand further within maryland or is that a a, a wait and see type thing that'll be a, a wait and see depending upon the number of licenses opened up under adult use um, but certainly that will be our goal i just i have another question and, and maybe you can or can't fully answer what are some of the things that uh medicinal cannabis is used to treat so a number of conditions there are official conditions listed on the mmcc's website uh, right where you find the application but then included in there is the caveat that it can also be used to treat any condition that has not been successfully treated by traditional medication so we truly see any number of conditions. Okay. Oh, I had a follow-up question on that, but then I lost it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've never. Oh, okay. The, so the of the products that are offered, there there you have THC and CBD based products, right? Or is it just THC? So we carry some products that have a ratio, a THC to CBD ratio. We don't currently carry CBD only products in the dispensary. Okay. I think that might be everything I had to ask. A lot of it probably it falls into like, I don't know a whole lot about um, of medical cannabis. I've it's been a long time since I recreationally used cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably a ton of things that people are th like wondering. So actually is are there any kind of like frequently asked questions that you hear that I have not answered that I've not uh asked that you would like to answer? Um I mean I think we get a ton of questions about just how to become a patient. I think that's the number one question we get. Um, once someone has become a patient, it, it really varies based on their level of familiarity, what their questions might be. It, it's really anything and everything under the sun. So in that, um, in, in to become a patient is just, the, you just start out going on the website. Yeah, exactly. We've, we've also invited, uh, the cannabis curious community. We have a lot of patients that will come in and say, I have a friend who's interested in becoming a patient. 
they're having trouble with the application or they just have questions before they commit to becoming a member of the program, uh, we invite them to come into the dispensary and speak with a bud tender. They can have all their questions answered. We can even help with the application process or helping them find where it is on the website or what additional documentation they might need to submit with their application. Um, we're always happy to help answer those questions. And um, cureleaf.com is the best place to go to find a lot of that information, like what you have available, uh, what is available in your state, where. Uh... Yes, you can find all of our locations on there. All right, ready to ask, answer some stupid questions? Let's do it. Actually, there's actually there's really good photography on your website of the products. Yeah. I appreciate that. I can't stand when I go to a website and have bad product photography. Yeah. It it does I mean the photographs are beautiful. Doesn't do it justice in person. Um I'm almost 100% sure that you won't be able to answer this question. But is there any chance that when it is fully legalized in Maryland that you'll get uh, Kevin Smith's uh, pre-rolls that you can sell? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I definitely can't answer that question. <laughs> I, I, but I'm I, happy to keep you posted. They're, they're made by Caviar Gold. So do you, yeah. does Cureleaf carry Caviar Gold in any other states? I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, I've, I have no idea how any of that works. Um, all right. Let's ask some dumb questions. First question, who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? I mean, I have to go ninja on that one. That's I wrong. Speed it would and be agility. a pirate. <laughs> no, it's a pirate. It's definitely a pirate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow up, is Batman a ninja? No. What is the scariest movie you have ever watched? Oh my gosh. So I don't watch scary movies, um, but I would have to say the last time I did, I was probably a teenager and it would have been the movie, The Ring. That is a, t a terrifying movie. The first time you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, it, it, I think that one hits on every part of like, a scary movie like jump scares the just terrifying imagery yes yes and the use of common household objects yeah to terrify you do you wash apples before eating them always like actually wash them or rub them on your shirt because there is an alarming amount of people that i talk to that that's what they consider washing so actually wash okay. with like a veggie <laughs> wash my first job was actually working at an apple orchard and when you see where the apples come from and how dirty they get <laughs> out there you would always wash them uh i would say 90 percent of people do not wash them at least 90 percent. that's alarming uh best fast food french fries defend your answer oh chick-fil-a waffle fries no argument needed. <laughs> Just fact. Just facts. <laughs> Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. That is correct. Is Nickelback actually a good band? 
No, absolutely not. That is also correct. <laughs> uh, do you make it to Frederick often? I do. Um, typically once a week. If you like pizza, um, have you been to, uh, now I can't remember the name of it, Cugino Forno? Uh, it's on. So I've Mar- heard of that. You should go there. They're amazing, and okay. I don't think they put pe- pineapple on any of their pizza because it's like Neapolitan, so they know how to actually make pizza and not destroy okay. it with pineapple. Real pizza. What is the worst concert you've ever attended? Hmm. I don't think I've ever been to a bad concert. Congratulations! I've been to several. It's yeah. not a fun time. I I think I'd leave. I did, but it still resonated how bad it was. Yeah. Name a famous person you would love to meet. Hmm. Gosh. Dead or alive? Yeah. I would love, I, I don't know that this is a traditional celebrity, but I would love to meet Van Gogh. I have a million and one questions. <laughs> I, I think work. he counts as a celebrity. Okay, good. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Is cereal a type of soup? No. Who thinks that? Um, No one. Okay. I, I don't even know why okay, I continue good. to ask it because not a single person has made an argument that it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear it if someone does. If you were a wrestler, what would your walkout music be? Oh. I, I don't know. My husband would be so disappointed that I don't have a song pre-selected. <laughs> I ask I, I that uh, question almost every week, and I actually don't know what I would answer either. So it, I'm definitely well, it's worse. It's got to be like pump-up music, right? Yeah, I, think I have I listened to too many like lo-fi jams to have a good answer. <laughs> All right, well, if you were having a plumbing issue, who would you hire, Mario or Luigi? Luigi. Overwhelmingly people choose Luigi. So I, I almost feel bad for Mario at this point. No one thinks he's I mean, competent. <laughs> who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't have a good one for that either. What would you rather have, a million dollars or the ability to fly? I'm afraid of heights, so I think I'd take the million dollars. It's definitely the less terrifying option for you then. Yeah. If you were a Spice Girl, what would your name be? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one, too. (laughs) If you drop food on the floor, what is the maximum amount of time that it's acceptable to still eat it? It depends on where the floor is. I would say at home, I'm a fan of the five-second rule. (laughs) Anywhere else, it's zero seconds. (laughs) Not acceptable. No caveat on like how delicious what you dropped is? No. Okay. Nope. 
I mean, as an Apple washer, I would ag- I would assume that that would be your answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather hear first, good news or bad news? Bad news. One last question. Is it acceptable to use a gift card on a first date? No. What about a coupon? No, I feel like that's a little tacky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, cureleaf.com, C U R A L E A F, uh, will give you actually all the information you need. And if you're in Maryland, um, it'll be even easier soon. And by soon, probably a couple of years. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for your time. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.